Blog Talk Radio. It's the talk with Mike and Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight for episode 52, titled Pageantry Chat, The Talk Continues, which this is an actual continuation episode from last week. But before we actually get underway with tonight's episode, please be sure to follow us on www.hitcast.com. There you can choose the directory link at the top. Put in the talk, W forward slash Mike and Friends, and you'll have to your availability all of the shows that I've had since December uh, December 2013. Excuse me. Um, there's also iTunes. Um, if you click on the Purple Podcast app on your iPhone device, any iPhone device that you may have out there, um, you'll simply click on that particular app, go to search at the bottom right, enter the talk, W forward slash Micah and Friends, and the subscription is free, and you'll have to your availability all of my previous episodes. And last but certainly not least, the site that makes it happen each and every episode, blogtalkradio.com. Just simply visit blogtalkradio.com forward slash to talk with Micah, okay? Now, also, if you'd like to promote your business, brand, or event on the next show, please, please, please be sure to email us at thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com. So, again, if you would like to promote your business, your brand, or your next event on the next show, please email us at the talk with Micah at gmail.com. Well, let's go ahead and take a minute to pay some bills, and when we come back, we will continue our pageantry chat discussion from last week, okay? We'll be right back. Black America Pageantry System proudly presents 37 years of excellence, March 18th, 19th, and 20th in Atlanta, Georgia. Starring Rio Blue, Kalisa Milan Houston, Neandre Bonet, Nicole Love Dupree, and Amir Nye Camry. Black America Junior, Junior Miss, Mr. Miss, and Plus Black America. Starting off March 18th at the XS Ultra Lounge, also known as 708, Black America Junior and Junior Miss. Categories to include presentation, which is not judged. Males must wear a black suit extended with a red bow tie. Females, black gown or black cocktail dress. You have talent. Evening wear, sportswear, and on-stage question and response for all contestants. For more information, visit www.nbapageant.com. March 19th and 20th at the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center in Decatur, Georgia, Mr. Miss and Plus Black America. Categories to include interview, presentation, all that glitters and shines, sportswear, talent, formal wear and gown, and top five question and answer. Again, for more information, visit www.nbapageant.com. Sovereign Productions presents Mr. and Miss Florida Entertainer of the Year, starring Sunny Delight and Judith Elliott, the national representatives for National Entertainer of the Year, featuring National EOI Royalty, Tasha Long, Deranged, Nina West, Bianca Nicole, Vanessa DeMornay, Aurora Sexton, 
Raquel Lord, Trinity Taylor, Michael J. Valentine, and another special guest, a former Miss Continental, Brooklyn Heights. Also celebrating 20 years as a national EOI title holder, Monica Monroe. Registration is the day of the patent at 12 p.m. Categories are presentation, talent, creative evening wear, creative swimwear for the men only, and question and response. Over $15,000 in cash and prizes. And this event will be honoring Vanity Love, Miss Florida EOI 2015. The Elegance International and Maya Ross Monroe presents Mr. and Miss The Elegance Classique Saturday, April 30th, 2016 in Atlanta, Georgia at the Jungle Nightclub. Featuring Ricky Braxton, Infinity Bonet, Safari Kelly, Brooklyn Santi, Kamora Times Dickerson, Amar J. Davenport Dickerson, Maleka Dickerson. Categories to include interview, presentation, which is blue, white, or a combo, talent, evening gown, and formal wear. Winner receives $500 a night of, $100 at the step down. Females will get a crown, the males will get a medallion, and a fast first runner-up entry fee will be returned. Okay. Again, the Elegance International and Maya Ross Monroe presents Mr. and Miss the Elegance Classic. Dumar Forever. Dumar International Pageant System proudly presents Mr. and Miss Dumar International. Honoring Mr. Dumar International 2015, Mr. Taraj Hall, France. The categories include presentation for the males, creative black. For the females, creative white. Then you have talent, question and answer, top five only, sportswear or swimwear, and formal wear, and evening gown. Pageant starts promptly at 8 p.m. This will be in Tampa, Florida at the Cuban Club. Again, Mr. and Miss Dumar International 2016. What's good, Kim folk? It's your homie, Kendall Brinkley Brown here, reminding you to check out my latest single titled, Outside. Go outside and we can play in the rain. about equality. Wanna know why? Because one hate crime is committed approximately every hour of every day in this country. Imagine walking down the street and wondering if this is the day you'll get beaten up or even killed simply because of who you are. Because many gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender teens who come out to their parents are thrown out of their homes. Imagine confiding in the people you trust most only to be rejected and tossed out with no place to go. Because during the past 16 years, Over 13,000 men and women have been discharged from the military for being gay. Imagine being willing to sacrifice your life to protect and defend this country, only to be kicked out of the military because of who you love. These are just a few of the reasons why we care about equality. It is time for things to change. We all have to get involved. We all have to give a damn. 
I give a damn. Do you? Join us at wegiveadam.org to learn more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Talk with Micah and Friends. If you have just joined us, you've actually joined at the best possible time, of course. Uh, Last week, I produced and hosted Pageantry Chat, Tackling the Issues and Exposing the Truth, with Tanisha Iman of Jacksonville, Florida, Neil Dupree of Atlanta, Georgia, and Cheyenne Valentino of Chicago, Illinois. Now, the conversation was so full and jam-packed full of conversation that we had no choice but to continue the conversation on tonight. So I truly appreciate everyone who either listened or streamed live on last week um, and the over 5,000 streams of the show after it was posted to social social media. So thank you so very much for everyone who supported. So I thought that before we actually take a deep dive back into the conversation that I go ahead and play a recap for you guys. So I'm sure it's a lot of you who were not on the call last last week and didn't get a chance to even stream it or, or play it or whatever. So, hey. I'm going to play uh, a recap of last week's show, and then once we uh, play that and you listen to that, then we'll come on live and we'll talk some more pageantry chat. So go ahead and grab your favorite cocktail, listen to the recap from last week, and we will we'll be right back momentarily. I'm just getting tongue-tied today, so please forgive me. Maybe it's that um, bottle of wine I'm drinking. But hold for me, guys, and let's go ahead and um, listen to the recap of last week's show. Um, or Tanisha, what do you consider to be a veteran newcomer? For me, a veteran newcomer, you know, in this art form, it's so much, it's so easy to pick up and learn things from different entertainers and different your surroundings. But my definition of a veteran newcomer is a newcomer that has been in the business so long to when you see them in the pageant, you are wondering why are they even in this pageant or Damn, that she ain't won this. You know, when y'all, when you've been seen up, it's it's so many newcomer pageants. And what I feel like you're holding, you're you're holding yourself back. Once you have learned and mastered the art form for us, the newcomer, it's time for you to move up. When you see, if you're a vet newcomer, you are looking at a vet and saying, "Oh, child, she ain't won no pageant." That at that point. You've arrived because these newcomers nowadays, they know how to sew. They do their own makeup. They know how to crop their own hair. They they can get up there either with a production or by themselves and walk the dogs, and they know how to speak better than my ass. I don't think they should be in the newcomer ring. I think it's time for them to step up and show the big girls how to ring, especially when you have have some closet ball queens that know how to represent themselves better and you can approach them and talk to them and have a real conversation versus someone who's been in the business 20-plus years. You can barely get them to tell you what damn lipstick they're wearing just so you're just trying to hold a conversation and get to know them. So it's all different types of my version of vet, veteran, closet and newcomers. But I, the reason why I want to I say get from that is because you can't elevate if you're still holding yourself back. Um, so 804, last four is 2489. I'm about to open the lines up for you, okay? So hold on one second. Here we go. Hello, everybody. It's the grand ruler of the universe. Chime in about the whole newcomer conversation. 
Um, personally, I feel that, especially coming from an area where drag isn't as strong and popular as it is in Atlanta, um, a lot of people look at different entertainers as newcomer, whether they, like Tanisha said, some are already into the main circuit and maybe need to take a step back and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I really think that it deals a lot with, you know, where you come from and your training. Um, I think that you guys said a little bit about the entertainers who are seasoned and more experienced aren't taking the time to teach these newcomers exactly what it is and how they support the drag community. So I think that is the biggest the biggest stigma and the biggest problem, and while we run into these vet, veteran newcomers, I don't think it's really about the, the promoters taking their entry fees because, of course, everybody wants a dollar. When lose a draw, they want their coin. So, you know, I think it's more so about these people not having the proper training and the background mm-hmm. and, you know, getting the experience from people. And so one of the things that I've always focused on um, I don't consider myself to be the best. I don't consider myself to be the worst. But I know what works for me, and I do the things that I, you know, works for me. And like Tanisha also said, you know, back in the day, you couldn't really hire someone to do your makeup or hire a hairstylist or hire, you know, a designer. You had to get all these things done yourself. And that is what taught a lot of us, you know, how to make it. Nowadays, you don't have to learn nothing. You can just mm-hmm. pay somebody to do your makeup. You can pay somebody to mm-hmm. do your hair. So they aren't learning anything from that. They're not mm-hmm. learning nothing. I mean, the only right. thing they're learning is how to make that dollar to pay T.I. or how to make that dollar to order hair from Q. They're not actually learning. Wait a minute. Don't take away my coins. Your kids, you know, they get the, they get into these contests, and then the promoter says you have to sit out a year. But they aren't doing anything to help them learn during that year. They're just letting them Most do definitely. what they need to do mm-hmm. to look good and to go by. So they aren't learning anything, and that's what turns them into veteran newcomers, is that they're sitting – so mm-hmm. if they win a pageant in 2010, they can't compete again until 2011, then they sit out another year. And then, you know, so if they win three, that's three years uh, of learning nothing and not growing nothing, from it. Right. That's great. That's absolutely so And you know what? That is, so you said if they're, learning, if they're learning nothing, then whose fault is there as a promoter? Ego getting in the way of things. Mm-hmm. And I can remember an instance when uh, Nicole ran for Continental. She was running against one of her other sisters, and she asked for some bobbin pins at the show. So it was like, after the show, this person made a big spectacle about taking my, back my three bobbin pins. Like, the bobbin pins is going to make such a huge life-changing experience for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think the egos get into the way of sister because if if I see you as my sister, Michael, but I was like, okay, Michael's my little sister, but I don't see Michael beating me. And then when Michael finally does beat me, Oh, bitch, I have a problem with that because Michael should be beneath me. Mm-hmm. So Michael should never be at my level or above my level. I was going to say I can speak for myself personally, uh, and I always go back to my first year competing for Miss Continental Plus. Um, my own, Some of my own Valentino family members, um, one in particular told me, and I respected her for telling me, she said, um, her exact words was, bitch, had you won before me, I would have been evil. And I respected her for that, but at the same time, in my mind, I was still, I was younger then, in my mind, I thought that I would have more of a support system than someone saying, 
I, you know, I, bitch, I would be evil if you beat me, you mm-hmm. know, first. So I, it, it's, it's, it's so funny how, like Neil said, the egos get in the way. And, you know, another example, when I was competing for Westland Grand Empress last year, um, a lot of people don't know uh, the evening gown competition was detained because three out of the four or five contestants, um, three of us, all of our zippers split or got caught at the same time in mm. literally in a chain reaction. I was helping Akasha bust herself out of her gown because her gown got stuck, and as I'm helping her, as Brianne, as uh, Brandon was zipping up my gown, my zipper started splitting. But mm. we all helped one another. And from that point on, Akasha and I have become like best friends. So mm-hmm. there, you know, you have to look beyond that. You have to go beyond those egos. And contrary to what popular beliefs are, a lot of girls that people hear about us, we're certain ways. We're actually the exact opposite. Honey, we have a good time backstage mm-hmm. helping mm-hmm. one another. And uh, what, what Maya need, need, needed to realize she needs to make sure that those friendships that she were talking about were they actually really friendships? Mm-hmm. Because, honey, yeah. listen, baby, everyone want to be your friend until you become competition. Yeah. And especially yeah. nowadays, even bitches you have had um, dealings with in relationships with years, they really only kept you close just to make sure they'd be one step ahead. So you, right. you have to be very careful with that. Go ahead and um, open up the line to area code 352, uh, last four digits 9932. How you doing? My name is Kiafa. And foremost, hey, Neil, how you doing? I'm doing well. I just want to, I have, I, me personally, I don't understand. Um, I didn't attend the pageant, wasn't in the tabulating room, but it seems on two separate occasions you did the exact same thing with the scores. How did those mistakes happen? What's your question? How did that mistake happen on two separate occasions? And it didn't happen on two, it didn't happen on two separate occasions. But I'm okay. sure you've made a mistake in life, right? Are are you perfect? Am I talking to Gina? No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay, well then you understand how mistake happens. So you know, not that, I, I'm asking how that that mistake happened because I tabulate scores and I I check my work all night before I pass out the who won the pageant because I okay. don't want to I me per, okay. I don't want to be responsible for that mistake because that falls on so many other people okay. so I'm not understanding and well, I'm just asking because you you tabulate well, all the I'm responsible for that mistake it happened and we moved on. Okay, it happened and we moved on. Okay, then. Now, for someone saying something about a situation and they considered it a mess, um, oh, hold on. Go ahead and ask the question since they're allowing you to ask the question. So go ahead and ask the you question. You got to have your questions together. About friends competing against each other and somebody said it was, there was being a mess. I think you said it was the Sasha and Nicole situation. I know what it was. The girl competing saying that. She thought she was going to have support, and when the girl said that, if she would have won before her, that was being a mess. Um, my gay, one of my gay family members told me, and I said I had a lot of respect for her, if you heard correctly, for being honest, telling me to my face that, bitch, had you won before me, I would have been evil. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I missed that part. Cause so what's I, your I, question? I was, 
No, I was I was trying to figure out because I missed and just that to call correct and, and just and for. just to have and just to piggyback for Neil's sake, I believe the two pageants you're referencing, both of those. Well, he said it wasn't. Neil he said was it was all at once. Tabulated at both of those pageants. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, he's, you, okay, he so said make sure you have those facts together. This is Aja calling from Orlando, Florida. Hello, hello, Blog Talk Radio. Hey, <laughs> I've been listening in, and I've been enjoying the conversation thoroughly. And uh, to okay. start off the mistake that was made at Westland, you know, we all make mistakes. We make mistakes in life. We make mistakes in yeah. our careers, our daily life. Yeah. So we done moved on, and Jeffrey done won two more pageants since then. So evidently he fine with the mistake. They corrected it. So, you know, we done moved on. <laughs> I just think that people – just dwell on things and just like, you know, and maybe they did want to know. Maybe they feel like because Christopher is Neil's father, they felt like it was some kind of shade. That's what people really kind of felt. But I've known Neil for a long mm-hmm. time. He's one of my best friends. And he's a very fair person. So I don't see him blatantly doing that because I even expressed mm-hmm. to him that from watching the pageant on Facebook, it was obvious that Jeffrey won the pageant. So it was clear that it was a mistake. Um, right. <laughs> on to the, the on to the newcomer thing. I think um, these pageants creating these newcomer pageants are what made these veteran newcomers. Um, when me and mm-hmm. Tanisha them started and Cheyenne ourselves, there were not newcomer pageants, especially newcomer pageants that centered themselves around national systems. So I think that's what kind of has the community. Right, exactly. So um, I just. Piggyback off those two little things. And we are back. So that was um, the recap. Um, I condensed uh, an hour and 55 minutes of talk into 10 minutes. Um, so you got a little just of what we talked about um, on last week. And, again, we talked about uh, newcomers, veteran newcomers, old days versus the new days, friendships within pageantry. Um, call, someone called in about masculinity in the male league. Um, so we talked about a lot of different things, and so we're going to go ahead and move on higher in the program. Um, to my listening audience out there, the conversation does continue tonight. Um, after being involved in the show and able to, you know, take a week to kind of regroup, my panel has come up with some topics, some issues to address, and I know that many of you listening may have things that you would like to actually tackle as well. So just like last week, you all will have the opportunity to chime in by pressing 1 or by initiating the chat room in the event that you are streaming live from your tablet or computer via the Blog Talk Radio link that I posted on Facebook. So both options are available. I do see that there are some people in the chat room, so it is working, okay? So both options are available. And, again, I want to make this as interactive as possible. Um, So I'll go back and forth between the topics that we've created, that we've come up with, or that I may have found online, (laughs) and also the topics or questions or comments from you guys as well, okay? Um, I also hit a few pageant promoters up as well, so I ask that they listen live tonight so they can chime in too because I don't want them to feel like we're beating them up or whatever. We're putting things out there in the atmosphere. We're putting things out there for discussion for us to kind of figure out what's wrong, you know, what the issue is and what could be possibly what could possibly be the resolution to the issues that we are experiencing or that we see within pageantry. So I, I hit them up, told them, hey, I'm having a show tonight. Um, chime in if you would like to so they have the opportunity as well. So let's go ahead and get started. The first thing that I want to talk about, or the first topic, and then of course I see I see <laughs> I have some um, callers already pressing one, <laughs> and so I'll get to you in just a second. But um, the first topic that I want to talk about is pageant hoppers. Um, 
so much talk has been surrounded within the community speaking negatively about or against pageant hoppers, quote unquote. So the question to the panel, and even to everyone that's listening, you know, what constitutes or deems a person as a pageant hopper? Like, do you consider it like someone that goes from a club pageant to club pageant, regional to regional, or national to national to national? So um, whoever would like to, to chime in, like, what what's a pageant hopper, in your opinion? The, the word pageant hopper, this is Cheyenne. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening in again. Um, well, the pa- word pageant hopper, it kind of speaks for itself. It's pageant hopping. But... There's different elements to that, and I know a lot. Of, I knew this would probably this topic of discussion would probably come up because we've all been on Facebook and seen what's out there. And I just want to say for one particular person that whose name has been out there, who's a great person to me, someone I love very dearly. This person, this has been her life. This is something that's not a secret. This is some, this is how she's made her living all of her life doing pageants. So when it comes to that, I can't necessarily say that that's a pageant hopper. I call it, to me, a pageant hopper is someone who goes around, who blatantly goes to these pageants with ill intentions just to get these people's money, have no intentions on promoting them, have no intentions on going out looking lovely for these, representing these systems at all. To me, those are the pageant hoppers who's doing it for ill intentions. I would classify them as pageant hoppers. Okay. Neil? Mm. <laughs> Tanisha? <laughs> I, I think a pageant hopper is someone who goes from pageant to pageant, um, just competing. And you have people that do do well compete in various pageants because they need their rent money, so that's how they pay their rent each month. Um, and at certain points, if a person wins a pageant that they can't compete in or they can't run another pageant, and then they sit down, but as long as I'm going to compete for Miss Georgia and Miss Florida, but all those pageants allow me to do other pageants, and then I don't consider that a pageant hopper because I don't have an obligation to sit down at a pageant. So I don't think the pageant hopping is the problem with a lot of people. I think it's the lack of effort or the lack of work ethic system that you represent. That's the problem. Okay. I, I I think <laughs> pageant hopping, oh, God, um, I I have a problem with it. Because I actually, because I, I don't think I, I can't afford the pageant hop, to be honest. Shit. But it takes a lot for me to compete in a pageant, and it takes a lot for me to recoup from winning or losing a pageant. So, baby, I applaud them hoes at the pageant hop, because, bitch, I can't afford it. But what I do have a problem with, once you, once you compete in these pageants, you know, um, some of these pages may or may not have stipulations and rules and regulations, but once you sign up to compete and you win, this you you know you need to be doing your responsibilities and your duties. But at the same time, how can you really represent ten and fifteen titles at the same time, given given your honest your all? You know, but some people actually can juggle that, but there's others that can't. But I think that a pageant hopper is one that you be look. You know, we have pageants 
I say every four or five days, shit, now. It's, it's past every. But damn, every time you look up for the lineup, this bitch name on the goddamn lineup. I want to know who's sponsoring this hoe because I need some sponsorship because this bitch always got empathy. <laughs> but I, I do, I do think that some people actually can be uh, a queen for multiple titles, but some of them cannot, and it's and it's it's unfair to those girls who actually sit down and prep for this particular pageant or whatever. Right, but right. A, the pageant hopping up came and kicked her ass, so her ass got to come on back. <laughs> she got to right. come on I back. Mean, but there is pageant hoppers out there. And some people really are good at it, but it still can or cannot be fair to the girls who really want to win that particular pageant. So. And sometimes they're not, and sometimes they might not be necessarily pageant hopping. It's just like test driving cars. You go into different dealerships and test drive different cars until you find the car that best suits you. I mean, that's true. That's true. You know, you have to figure out what your niche is. You know, some people might fit better in the U.S. of A. realm versus the continental realm or the Black Universe realm or Black America. You know, mm-hmm. so girl, you and you do all the pageants, but some of the hoes do all that in one year. Girl, you ain't found your niche yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like with learning. Some people take longer than others. So and again, I say so I need some sponsorship I'm, for the pageant hoppers. Oh, go gonna, ahead. I'm going to use you as an example. So this is just an, as an example. So would you consider? Because see, I, I think that the reason why I asked the question is because it, it, I want to create create dialogue in reference to pageant hopping, because what I may see as a pageant hopper, what Cheyenne may see as a pageant hopper, you and Neil could definitely think that, you know, something totally opposite. So I just kind of want to, you know, okay. the dialogue and see what, you know. So let's say, for example, <laughs> you went to, what was it? Oh, my God. Um, oh, because uh, I was just about to say Jackson. Oh, yeah. Oh, you went to Jackson. Come on with it. You, you uh-huh. went to Jackson. You didn't win. And then you went to Alabama mm-hmm. and and won and won that particular pageant. So what? So how would you feel if someone so, considered that to be a pageant hopper? Okay, now nah, see that clearly I was not a pageant hopper. But let me tell you what, with that with that particular instance, uh, with that situation, well, how that happened with that situation, mm-hmm. um, I actually was um, I was on the hunt for the for a crown, which was my my way of raising money to support myself and my team for Westland. Right. And originally I had three, I think two or three pages that were on my agenda. Not that I was just going to just run, run, run. These are actually pages that I had followed and I wanted to actually be a part of. With mm-hmm. um, the first session that I did, um, I actually judged the previous year, so I really wanted, you know, because I liked what was going on. But in all pageants, you know, sometimes things don't go as as planned. And for me, I felt that that pageant didn't go as planned because, of course, I did not win. I got first runner-up. So the only reason why from Mississippi I took my ass on down to Birmingham was to feel like I needed some type of redemption for myself because I had actually let myself down because I lost the pageant. Not saying right. that I, I couldn't have been beat. It was just me and another girl. But, you know, the right. best lady won that night. But that was my purpose for going to the next pageant. Now, the only reason why I did it as well because someone helped me with some coins and payment entry and stuff like that. But mentally, I, I can't 
do the pageant hopping thing because right. we took everything. If it wasn't for my brother and my daughter pushing me to go on down there and um, BJ from Jackson, you know, she was like, go ahead, you know, you know, pushing me because I was ready to come home, baby, pack up my shit and come on back to Florida. I was, I was, I was more embarrassed because I think I had let myself down. I had to did all this promotion. She on the hunt. She on the hunt. And the first, first stop, bitch, I lost. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> so that was that's what I but I didn't consider myself a pageant hopper because right. I can't I can't afford it and I like to put my all in in whatever pageant that I compete in. So for me, no, I was just trying to redeem myself, which I did but didn't. But go ahead. Right. <laughs> I totally understand. So what it looks like from from okay. what we talked about in regards in re- in reference to pageant hopping, um, just based on the conversation, it seems like. Um, and it could be the majority of people feel like pageant hoppers are ones that jump from pageant to pageant to pageant. Number one, don't have a plan. Um, number two, going to pageants, winning um, with the intent of just getting people's coins, but not being responsible for the title and not necessarily promoting. So then it becomes a thing of, okay, well, she's just hopping from pageant to pageant, and she's winning, but she's not being responsible, or he's not being responsible, because I don't want to single out and say she, but he or she is not being responsible for the titles that they're trying to obtain or the, the titles that they do obtain. So um, I think that's um, basically what the, the summary of the pageant hopping topic was about. So, um, Neil, I think, were you trying to come and say something? Oh, no, I was saying, it, okay. to me, it's two different things, pageant hopping and winning a title and representing multiple titles. So, yeah, I think we've okay, been like, so, kind of so, using so, so, so a person that, that. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's talk about people who are getting titles and have multiple titles, but then of course cannot. You know, let's just let's just talk about that a little more. As far as like, See, what think, do you feel about that? That might be a bigger problem than pageant hopping for me because pageant hopping for me is who's reach trying to reach a goal of obtaining whatever title. So you right. have to keep going to different places. But once you have a title, if I go and win your pageant one week and then go to Tanisha pageant one week, most people or some people tend to put the latter pageant um, higher on the pedestal than the previous pageant one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of unfair to sometimes the promoter of the yeah. system, depending on what that's true they have. So that's more of a problem to me because if you win my pageant on in March, and then you go win Tanisha Pageant in April, now everything becomes about Tanisha Pageant. Right. Because mm-hmm. apparently my pageant wasn't enough to feed you, so you had to go somewhere else to eat. Okay, okay. But that, now that's a good thing. Now, wait, I do want to say this. Now, back in the day, um, one of my mentors and someone who I looked up to, Basha, she was a pageant hopper. And baby, listen. I was one of her dancers, but guess what? Back then, you didn't have as much responsibilities as you right. do now when you win certain titles. Because this bitch can work, go be booked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're in a pageant in a different city, in a probably different state, and the bitch is winning. But she still went on her book. Even back then, she still went on her book, and she, you know, she can tell you what crown is this and that. But nowadays, you have so many different, you know, Social media is really big with pageants and national walks and appearances. They are really, really big. And you also have pageants that have more divisions within them, their systems. 
So you have a lot of obligations. So if you're yeah. not going to be able to do the juggling, then why are then then yes, a promoter or an owner can get in their feelings because I, I accept your interest in you. You won, and I understand you, Miss Miss South Dakota, Miss Wisconsin, Miss Florida, and then but baby, right now we still gonna need you to be Miss right now. You know. So it's a lot of you. You got to be very careful with that because promoters and owners nowadays, the really the ones who really take it to heart, what they're putting on, invest a lot of money and time in that particular pageant. And when you have someone who is just taking advantage of that and just coming to get that crown and that coin, yeah, I can I can understand why a bitch upset. So yeah. and they will get their feelings because I know some pageants where even if you have multiple titles. If you do a walk, they say, okay, you can only represent one title. Oh, yeah, well, and that's what I was going to bring up, Neil, because Black America, you know, I, I'm the one that's over the National Walk for Black America, and it, I mean, it clearly states you can't come up here with multiple titles. You have to represent one, and I have seen over the last five, six, seven years, like, there have been issues. Like, I will go down my mm. lineup, and I'll see this person named twice, and I have to go and I ask a promoter, okay, promoter. Um, who's representing your title? And they'll say the person's name. I said, okay. Then I'll go to the other promoter that this person is representing as well and say, who's representing for yours? And they'll say, da-da-da, and this person. I'm like, okay, well, now in my mind, I got this person on my list twice. They can only walk one time. So now that title holder has to go to the promoter and either tell one of them I'm walking and tell the other one I'm not. So then, you know, it's like you're putting, you're, you're putting yourself – in a bad position, you know, and then it mm. just creates more, more fire and more frustration between you and your promoter because after Black America, you still have to represent this title until you're giving your, your title up or whatever. So, trust, I've seen it. Um, Tommy, I, I, just, now, I just need to be wise in, in, in the things that the list, Now, sometimes it may be wise to pad your hop, especially if you are one of those girls who put your all into a particular pageant and once you won... You, that's it. You 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 don't get no gigs, no stipends, no oh, booking. Yeah. You're promoting. Yeah. I that's when I oh yeah, your hot man. Go find you somebody that's gonna treat you like a queen. <laughs> but at right. the same time, you know, shit now, cause you some sisters out there that do that. Oh, bitch, after this, it's just like win and step down. That's that's it. Ain't nothing right. in between. Right. Right. Okay. That's another well, topic. Shay, yeah, that's another topic. I'm here. <laughs> okay, so what I'm doing now, I'm going to take a call um, really quickly, and then we'll jump back into another topic. But I'm going to take a call from 816, area code 816. Okay, you can drop the line if you don't have your question ready because I'm about to come to your line. Um, and then, you know, their question or comment may be something totally different, maybe something that you already talked about, um, but I'm going to bring them on. So area code 816, the last four digits is 8008. Again, 816, last four digits, 8. Zero zero eight. You are now on the line with Tanisha, Cheyenne, Neil, and Micah. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, or topic, please? Hello. Hello. Okay. Were they? Hello. Hello. Is this two hundred two? Yeah, this is area code two hundred two twenty one sixty three. Because the other person dropped off the line. So I'm just listening. This is Teresa. Hi, um, Neil. Hi, Tanisha. Hello. Hey, I'm just listening. I don't have anything really to say. I'm just listening. This is my first time listening to you, Michael. 
Okay, okay, great. I just saw that you had you. Welcome. You had may have pressed one, and so it alerted me. But thank you so very oh, much, okay. Teresa. But in the event that you do, you know, hit me up, and I'll bring you back on, okay? Okay. All right. All right, thank you. Thanks, All right, that was Teresa Beavers. She is the um, owner of Black National Prince, Princess, Mr., Miss, and Plus. All right, so um, not being ready, not being ready. This is the topic. Um, Neil brought up a topic as it relates to not being ready or being ready or not being ready. He said, I oftentimes wonder what makes someone ready or not ready for a pageant. For example, I hear people saying, I'm not ready for NBU, NBA, Continental, or even US of A. But they would do pageants like Sweetheart, Diamond South, Renaissance, uh, Black Continental, and so forth and so on. So what makes someone ready to compete for a certain system? What makes them ready or not ready? And so since Neil mm. posed, posed the question, I'm allow you guys to, to, to talk about it, you, Cheyenne, and Tanisha. What makes a person not ready to go to that, that extra mile of being NBU, NBA, Continental, USA, EOI, whatever? But they'll do these other paths well, that have just, just as much responsibility almost. Well, honey, I can, for me, the only thing that makes me not ready is being financially not ready because, or mentally because okay. you have to be mentally ready first. So if, as long as I'm mentally ready and financially ready, I'm ready to go. You know, I hear that a lot. Actually, one girl in particular was in my inbox the other day. I'm not going to put her on blast. She's one of my faves, and I know she's listening because she loves your show. Okay. And um, she was supposed to go to Miss Continental this year. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, Cheyenne, I don't think I'm ready. And I said, girl, why you don't think you're ready? Well, because I don't think I my lower part of my body, I don't think I have enough body. So, you know, I, oh, from what okay. I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing is that it's more of a physical thing a lot of times when girls want to go to Miss Continental because so many girls feel Miss Continental is the fish pageant. You have to be a lady. You have to be a tranny. That is so not true. So and, and that's what I was going to say, so Cheyenne, had they not looked at any of the tapes or the DVDs? or Exactly. Jeez. You will be okay. so surprised how many people come to me after the pageant and say, bitch, I did not know you lived as a boy. I mm-hmm. thought you were a tranny. They, all the time, a lot of the girls up there are boy queens with, with the couch stuff and zone. You just right. don't know it because they know how to do it well. So as long as you are mentally financially capable, ready, I say go for it and try. You never know until you try. And a lot of the times I feel like, Cheyenne, that I, and I get, I'll let you speak Neil, um, in just a second. But I just want to add this. I just think a lot of the time, or what I've never understood is how, and it even goes back over to the newcomers, how I'm, you know, telling people, you know, I think you should make the step up or whatever. But it, it goes for the same, like, you know, a lot of people, because of the way they prepare, you know, like Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington, how she prepares, and some of the um, other girls that love the extravagant things or whatever, or Lady Marissa when she's preparing for a pageant. You know, I look at those girls and the way that they're so dedicated and what they present and, and the amount of money that they spend, whether it be their own money or sponsorships from people that love and care and appreciate them. But, like, you spend all of this money preparing, and I'm not down, again, I'm not down in any system because I, I love them all, but... You cannot. I don't believe you can sit here and say I'm not ready to compete. Now you may not be ready to reign, but you can't say I'm not ready to compete when just as much money as you spent competing for this pageant, whatever it may be, you may have spent ten thousand dollars for this pageant, and you could have actually taken that same ten thousand dollars and prepared 
on a much larger scale where you are also, and I hope I don't get dinged for this or hit for this, but you can, if you win, you can reap more of the benefits. You know what I'm saying? You can really see, you know what I'm saying, the exposure that you can get in the event of just, just hmm. competing, of just competing. Because I've always just heard that about, you know, competing on the DVD. Just getting seen on the DVD, just getting, I, I remember just hearing, you know, back in the day, like they would say, you know, the girls would go, I, I remember who told me, it was Leisha Paris. And Leisha Paris told me, she said, I competed, I think it was her first year at Continental, and she um, went to Georgia Continental, and she said, you know, she got into 12, and she wasn't even expecting to get that far, but she got into 12, and then she said so many bookings came from that, just from her being in the top 12, you know, and so she was like, you know, I didn't make the five, I didn't win, but... I got a lot of bookings, and I, I wasn't expecting that. So you know, just if you take that, I believe, just if you take that leap of a leap of faith, then you know, mm-hmm. you 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 never know what may can come from that. But go ahead, Neil. What would you want to say? Um, I think a lot of people, especially in black peasantry, doubt themselves, and they feel they have to go through so many steps of newcomer titles before they go mm-hmm. to another pageant because. Mm-hmm. Black pageantry, I'll be feeling sometimes, will set people back five, six, seven years mm-hmm. in your career dealing with trying to win these newcomer pageants when other systems or other people, they don't go to the newcomer route. They say, I'm going to do a pageant, and they go right to continental. Yeah. But black people, we have to love a lot of times, like I said, we have to go do this pageant three times, this pageant, and then we have our friends or promoters that are telling us, oh, you're not ready for the verse. But you're spending just as much money getting ready for this newcom pageant. At the point that you're producing these talents with seven to eight people in your talent, then you're ready mm-hmm. for the verse. At the point you're spending $1,700 going to Julian, then you're ready for the verse. So, some, some people that I, come I, to mind. That's like when I first. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, go, go ahead. ahead. Like, I'm sorry. No, it's like when I um, when I, I my first pageant I well my first pageant was the Universe Freeland, but my second pageant I ever had ever done was um, a, a newcomer pageant here in Chicago, um, Mr. and Miss Clubhouse. Uh, Leo Demore and I did it, and it was our first time doing it, and we did it, and we won the first time. And I will never forget my dad Antonio King and Victoria LePage both came to us and said, Victoria said, "Honey." This is not for you, honey. We're putting we're, I'm, you're going to Miss Continental Plus, and they took Leo and he went to Mister Continental, and we I both made that. the top three. We both made the top three our first times going. So, like I said, you never know until you try. I, I wanted to to say these names. Something that you know sticks out. Um, Sasha Kobe. Um, didn't know nothing about her until she came in 2005. This was my very first year attending Continental. Somebody's ruffling something Ooh, back in the somebody's background. Somebody's making some noise. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So Sasha Kobe, like, my first time seeing her and the first time I, any of us really saw her was 2005 when Dominique Chappelle won and she was in the five. You know, and she can't, She may have done pageants in um, in Hawaii, but then again, you know, we didn't know her in the, in, the, in you know, over here in the mainland. So then you have her. Then you have people like um, Alyssa Edwards, who I remember when she won Gay USA. A. I was there supporting Natasha Braxton, and you know that was my first time ever seeing Alyssa and, and knowing of her. But I'm sure people in the Dallas and in Texas knew of her, but she was still practically new 
into the world of pageantry. Then you have Nation Lopez, who, you know, her first year um, that I remember her doing the Dorothy talent, you know what I'm saying, at Continental. And then a couple years later, you know, she ends up winning. Age O'Hare was a backup, was dancing for Alyssa when Alyssa won, came back the next year and won Gay USA. You know, so it, it goes back to what Neil was saying, how black pageantry kind of stifles people or, you know, makes people kind of stay in one one section or, or one era in their career, and then they're afraid to move forward. But then you have to look at, if you go back and look at these girls, and there's so many others that I can name, if you guys know anybody, call them out. But, like, it's just so many that you can look to and say, hey, she did it. I can do it. Tiffany Hunter, too. I had never heard of Tiffany Hunter um, until I went to Continental. And I remember the first year I saw her, and um, she got in the, um, I think it may have been Mocha's year, I want to say. I believe it was Mocha's year, the year before that. But um, she came and she, you know, she got in the 12, and then she started coming and coming, and Continental basically kind of groomed her into who we see who we see today. You know, so it's like I'm not saying don't take the newcomer out. I'm not saying don't do the regional titles or anything of that nature. All I'm saying is don't doubt yourself, you know, because it may, it may take you a couple of times or a couple of tries to, to win the title, but you have to remain steadfast and, you know, go with the flow. But Felicia, y'all, you want to say y'all, y'all also got to remember – Sometimes it may be doubt. Sometimes it may be financial, and sometimes it might be mental. But on the other hand, it these black pageants because it's, it's a lot of mainly with the black pageants and black systems. A lot of people are not ready because of the history. It's always so much gossip and behind the scenes stuff that we hear about these so-called black national pageants that. People just not, they don't feel that they're ready. They, they can't cut it because nine times out of the ten, if you ain't got no thick skin, you can't cut it dealing with us, their own package. So, 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 that, so what's, that's the advice, a, that's, what's, the, what's the resolution or what could be the, the advice to those that feel that way or continue to listen to all the hype that really is just a bunch of hype and a bunch of rumors? So what... what what yeah, it is, for? it is, but it's, it's ultimately your decision. If, but if that is your dream and that is something that's on your bucket list or that is something that you cannot stop thinking about, by all means, get you some DVDs, do some homework, research, and but try to do what's going to work and put you in the best light and go forward. But at the same time, know that this is Miss Black whatever. This is another, this is a next level. So you can't come half step. Don't try to half step and think you're going to, because see, what works for one not going to work for the other. That's right. A lot of people don't be ready because they be, they be watching DVD. Oh, and she won. I can do this. And see, you go up there and child, you don't even make the top. Nothing. Because you trying to do what you've seen that was going to work for you. But the main part is you have to make sure you take care your best. A lot of times just like Neil said, if you if you finna spend all these coins for this, you might as well go on and try to run up with the big dogs. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes they're not mentally and not physically ready to compete on that level because of the doubt. Prime right. example, myself. After Westman, I got so many inboxes and messages about different pages and whatnot, and um, they were speaking to me about Continental Plus. Um, I definitely wanted to get on the Continental Plus stage, but in the back of my mind, I continue to tell myself that I'm not ready, which people don't understand it, but it's a certain way that I want to see myself compete at Continental on that level. 
Mm-hmm. That's just how I am. Right. Not that I'm scared. It's just, you know, if you know, if you go to Chicago, anyway, first of all, bitch, you got to have you about $500 just to eat on a three-day weekend. It's just yeah. expensive. That's just, yeah. that's, that's, just, that's just the reality. But yeah. if you know you're trying to take bathrooms, hairdressers, and sickness packages both nights, this stuff has to be planned out. So that might be a reason they're not ready. But that don't mean I ain't got it on my on my agenda. So All right. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna take a call um from Area Code six seven eight and thank you for your responses. I'm gonna take a call from Area Code six seven eight, last four is twelve thirty six. Let me bring them on. And again, I have the chat pod open, so for those of you that are listening from your tablets or computers, you can open up once you click on the link that I shared on Facebook and you um, initiate the chat pod, you can go in there. I see some people in there. You can go in there, and you can actually um, say your comment, question, or whatever it is. So uh, 1236, I'm coming to you. You are now live with Micah, Cheyenne, Neil, and Tanisha. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, or topic, please? Um, hello, everyone. This is Brandon with Brianni. Hello from Atlanta. Um, hello. Hi, Brianni. Hello. hello. <laughs> I kind of wanted to comment in on the uh, newcomer vets and also a lot of reasons why the newcomers do not don't step up. Um, okay. I don't really agree with the vets, but at the same time, you have some people who have step who are, who have step up in one national pageant, and some of the formers and some other people still consider them as newcomers. So why even? Mm-hmm like go through that if they're still going to consider you a newcomer. And I also know like Trinity Trinity Bonet, for example, her first national was Model Zinc. She won that, but then there were some people saying, oh, Model Zinc is not a national. Then she won Dumar. The same people were saying, oh, Dumar is not a national. Then she won Sweetheart. The, I, one of the formers of Sweetheart International said, Oh, sweetheart is not a, a national, but I'm like you're a former. So how are you saying sweetheart is not a national? So, but it's like if if they win, it's it's cool. But if the newcomer wins, it's like right. what is it a newcomer? So like why even go mm-hmm. through that if they're still going to be disrespecting them and, and titling them as newcomers? Like that's just, that's a good one. Who wants to tackle that? That is a good one. That is a good one. Who, who is that talking? That's um, chaos. That's Brianna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, they raised my hair. But seriously, it, um, no, you have a great point, but you messaged me about my damn hair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if I win a pageant or if a person wins a pageant, they're not winning the pageant because of what the formers would say about them to me. If you win the pageant, You've earned that title, and what happens after your reign, people are going to say stuff regardless. Mm-hmm. So them calling you a newcomer, so what? You still are going to be on the same stage as those other people who have been around a little longer. They might call you a newcomer because you haven't been around as long as they have. They might call you a newcomer because your wardrobe or garment might not be what they think it should be. But those mm-hmm. are. But when those women do that, that's when you turn around and ask them, but what are they bringing to the table to help you? But yeah, and I don't and really I, un- and I can like let's say for instance, 
when everyone, you know, when everybody's been in the in the workforce, especially I'm sure those of you that are listening, you've been in the workforce, you've been on a job for a certain amount of time, but of course you have experience. You know, people are looking to you, say, hey, I mean, you're doing such a great job. You should apply for this, this, and the other. And you go and you do that, and then you end up getting the job, right? So then you have a lot of tenure, and I'm sure people that have worked in call centers have seen this before. Somebody got something going on in the background. Um, have seen this before where you have a you, – you're in this new position now, and you're in a position where people that have been with the company 10, 15, 20 years haven't been you know, haven't, haven't applied themselves enough to even get to where you are. So now they're looking at you like, oh, you don't know what you're doing, or, oh, you know, you got this. They're saying all these different things towards you or against you because of, because of the position that you now sit. My thing is, and I, and I, I mean, I'm just using that, can cross over to pageantry, it's time for you to show them. Not only, not only showing them, but showing not only, not, not only showing them, but showing yourself, proving to yourself that you can do it. Rocking and socking it, each and every time that you're out there. And while you're doing that, you're, on, you're, you're pushing yourself to become a better competitor. You're pushing yourself to become a better entertainer. You're pushing yourself to become a better title holder. You know, so at the end of the day, the old, the vets, the whoever came before, they can say all of what they will when it comes down to, uh-huh. oh, you're a newcomer, you're this and that and the other. But the people can speak for you. Because if the, spe- if, if the people are praising you, they're tipping you down, they're appreciating you, rewarding you, respecting you, all those things, what a former has to say shouldn't even matter. And, and to any of the newcomers out there that I'm sure have that same issue, you just have to go out there and prove it to not only yourself but to everybody else that you are the woman or the man for the job. And if this is something that you love, appreciate, you have a passion for, then do it by all means and just become the person that you see for yourself, not what others see for you. I also yes, think is. that like, when people are when they say you're a newcomer, you still are a voice for those newcomers to show them yeah. this can be done. You can see yeah. that when you cross over and you win something, they're going to say that. Romans went in Black Universe. A lot of people will still say he's a newcomer, but he's a voice for, the, for that newcomer group mm-hmm. to say you can reach this goal. You can do these things. Because Young went in the Volkswagen. I mean, anytime you win something and you're fresh off one Arena, they're gonna call you newcomers because Tanisha and all these other girls—they were newcomers too. Right, mm-hmm. definitely. Long enough. Sure. That's why they told me. That's why people said, "Oh, girl, you—you you didn't win this continent plus your first time because you was a newcomer, girl. They didn't think you could reign." You know, as always, they said they. Said, <laughs> right. Girl, who are they? Who are they? Who is that? They're the ones that. That's paying that fifty dollars to get in and watch. That's dang. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, just, you you couldn't rain, you know. They scared you couldn't rain, honey. You don't know what's inside of a person's house or inside of a person's closet unless you go and see. It, they do the same thing to promoters. They will say, "Oh, honey, don't run for this person or that person's pageant. They ain't got no money. You don't know what's in these people's pockets and bank accounts. You don't know what these people are Babe. able to do." So you have to be the voice, and I love and congratulations, Roman and Catravian. I love them. Yes, and, um, and, it's, and it's and it's you have to leave an impact. If you, yeah. you see when you are, even if you are a newcomer and you step up and then you go and win, and even if you don't win, baby, your voice is already being heard because you was not scared to step out the box. But see, when you leave an impact, that is going to put the focus on you. And then you use that light to shine, honey, and you can go wherever you want to go. But see, if you if you keep holding yourself back 
and listen to the naysayers because it's a lot of them. Because nine times out of ten, maybe they might be scared of your success, or they might don't want to compete with you, or they might mm-hmm. just know that this is some fresh meat coming. So I know that I can't be comfortable doing the same stuff because this new baby here, she has been studying these DVDs for the last 10, 15 years, and she knows every move I do. So she's going to take it to the next level. And see, that's what happens. That's why some some of these vets don't teach, don't share, or don't try mm-hmm. to show, you know, because mm-hmm. they are scared to help these children, and that's tired. But at the same time, that is also what drives these newcomers to learn on their own and go ahead and keep their ass when it's time. That's why I love Victoria LePage. Victoria LePage was one of those girls that she stepped up and she, after that first, my first night competing, she walked up to me. She said, Mrs. Cheyenne, let me tell you something. Had you competed in this pageant 15 years ago, bitch, you would have been whooped on our asses. (laughs) She helped me. She helped. Victoria is an amazing person, and she's one of those girls that do not mind stepping up, helping these girls to get to where they need to be, and a lot of other girls need to take follow as well. And, and, and Brandy, before I – I don't know if you had an, another um, question or comment, but I, I just want to say, just piggyback on what Cheyenne said, with, you know, I, I just um, challenge um, all of the uh, older heads, the, the, you know, the people that have been in the business for a long time, the veterans, whatever you want to call them, you know, I really challenge is if this is something that you like, that you love, and you've been indebted to for so many years, and it has afforded you, you know, uh, many titles, um, giving you the opportunity to travel the world, all that kind of stuff, it is now really time, especially in black pageantry, it's very crucial that you guys do reach out. I understand that, and I think I talked about it before um, on my first pageantry chat show, which was in 2014 when I had newcomers on, which a lot of them felt like, you know, you reach out to them and then they don't, they turn their nose up, they don't want to help or whatever. But then on the flip side of that, what I told them also was that I spoke to some vet, some icons, some legends that have said, I've tried to, but then when I tell them or I try to assist them, it's like now they're turning their nose up at me saying, you don't know what you're talking about. So it's like, well, why should I even open up my mouth at all now? You know what I'm saying? So a lot of them just say, okay, well, I've tried one or two. It didn't help. I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to do it at all. But, on the flip side, again, of that is I still challenge the veterans who are willing to help to help because as you guys are starting to retire and we see that you guys are not entering competitions as much anymore, you know, if you don't help, you know, it's going to continue to be a dying art within our community. And while Tiffany Hunter and Michael J. Valentine said on the show they think that it's flourishing, that it's not dying, on mainstream side, because I don't consider anything to be white, um, on mainstream side, it may be flourishing, but black pageantry, it's not. It, there, there is a decline. So in order for us to, to get it back on the up and up, then we as the, the leaders of the community, the veterans or whatever, we have to be willing to help people. And newcomers, you have to be willing to or be open for constructive criticism at the same time, you know, and not thinking somebody's trying to, to beat up on you. But it's also about the delivery, too, right. because the delivery can mess a whole yeah. lot of things up. Now, hold on, hold on, Neil. Brianna, did you have another? Oh, no, that's all. That's all. Okay, that's all. Okay, thank you so very much for calling in. Thank you And so I'm going to let Neil go. Love you, Bri. I'm going to let Neil say what he want to say. Go ahead, Neil. No, I was going to say, that's your statement is the reason why we have to push, especially in black peasantry, our newcomers to not try to be six or seven newcomers higher to get your 
um, get out there and move on with our child, Gerard. After he won his second one, it's like, okay, it's time to go. Yeah. It's time to go. He gave up Westland, did Universe, knocked down to the south, and he had a lot of people telling him, you're not ready for this, you're not ready for that, they're going right. to pack you at Y&Z. But you have to push these people. And if you push them, they will deliver or they will try to meet the expectation that's out there for them. Right. Parents, stop, so, parents stop trying to push your child to every newcomer pageant. Go do this, go okay. do that. No, they, they, after, about, after about the third title, fourth title that they, they've competed for, especially if it's a big one, you know, a big newcomer or whatever, okay, they got it, and they like it. You can see that. And especially if they're investing their own, ooh, that's my next topic, especially if they're investing their own money uh, or trying very much so to invest their own money into their, into their packages, <laughs> then it push them on to the next, yes, Cheyenne, I think you, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, push, push them to, to, the, to the next level. So while I'm staying on that, last night, and I told my child I was going to do this, I was going to try to play the snippet for you guys, but he took the video off too quick um, for me to, to save it and, and play it. But he said, he talked about garments. My child, our child, me and Neil's child, Yahim Lopez Dupree, Mr. Diamond of the South, he, said, he talked about garments and how um, he said the parents, I'm just paraphrasing, but he was just like parents, you know, that are these gay parents or these drag parents or whatever, like how are you continuously letting your child wear your stuff or your auntie, sister, brother, you continue letting your sister, brother, or auntie wear your stuff on stage. And he was like, you know, I'm tired of seeing people on stage wearing other people's garments. He was like, it's time for you guys to invest in yourself and invest in your own garment. You know, and so what do you guys think about that as far as, you know, investing in your own garments and, and how do you think it looks when you're seeing these newcomer babies? I can understand the first pageant because they're trying to figure it out. But then they constantly are just wearing hand, hand-me-downs or rental pieces or, or whatever. Like, what do you guys think about all that? For, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Go ahead. That's, that's, okay. I was going to say, that's me, I, 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 oh, Go ahead, Neil. Go ahead, Neil. Okay, for me, I've never – However, I have had hand-me-downs from other siblings, relatives, and I think people, when you invest in your own stuff, you appreciate it a lot more. You mm-hmm. invest in your True. own stuff, and you get more out of it versus me keep going to my father or my mother and say, let me get this gown, let me get this gown, because then you, you're not learning, you're not putting it into your craft, but those are the same individuals that at the end of the night have a problem with the outcome of the pageant because they don't understand how if my mama won in this gown, why am I not winning this gown? Because the fit is for your mama, not for you. So, mm. it's, so it's, like, it's, a, it's so many elements to that question for me. You know what? I think before Shane go and take it, it has a lot to do with who are these people's parents. Yeah. These uh-huh. you are not <laughs> some people don't need to be parents. Because if you didn't <laughs> learn anything for your parents at home, how are you guiding these people in the right direction on these little play play pages and in their real gay life? Because some of these kids only have their gay parents and some of them are not good great role models. 
you have to try to push these kids to do, do not to not have a problem with no baby. I can't do this pageant this year because it's gonna take me seven months to pay for this dress. That's for you gonna feel good when that pageant pop around and baby, after you come up after you come off the stage, whether you win the pageant or not, you ain't got a bitch that's waiting over here collecting your hair, collecting the day evening gown jewelry, collecting to eat the shoes you you didn't have. That you just it just oh my god, I just couldn't do it. I had a problem. Let me tell you something. At Westland, I had a problem with my presentation jewelry. It didn't come, come, come out right. I just wanted this solid black jewelry. Honey, um, I bit, I bit the, butt, the, butt, the butt bullet, and I called, and I asked for, um, to borrow someone's jewelry. Now, mind you, she brought the jewelry. But, honey, it just was doing something to me that I had. I was going to be hitting the stage. All this money I had to spit, and I was going to have somebody else shit on. Honey, I went to Lowe's and got me some goddamn Valspar spray paint. And I spray painted my damn shit that I had just spent $300 on, and I wore my own jewelry. Because just, I just felt like it was, it's mine. You don't want to. Yeah. Just, just so you come on stage, somebody collecting that stuff. Girl, you, yeah, and, and, so and that then, means and if then, you win. Go ahead. Hmm. And then After you, so if you win, it, if you won, if if I win in in your shit, did I really yeah. win? Right. <laughs> or, or, or Tanisha, or or it's like this: you have worn their stuff, whether it was their hair, whether it was they uh their um earrings, jewelry, shoes, whatever. Then they'll they'll go tell their girlfriend, yeah, she won in my shit. You know, and and, and then it, it, exactly. But but you got a problem you, with that. But 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 you but you gave it. You lent it with no with no problem, no issues. But now you're gonna mm. run that. Well, you know, well you know that's mine, right? That's that she won. That's mine. Mm. And now now wait a minute before wait one more thing. That now no shade. I have recently seen some of these new babies in some of the old people's shit, and it looked like they sh- it should have been their shit already. Oh, yeah. It oh, do look yeah. better on them, but at the same time, yeah, it's some of that, too. Let's not forget that. Go ahead, Shane. <laughs> no, I was just going to go back to what you said. You know, my mother, God rest her soul, she just raised us at home. If you don't have it, you just do without. You know, she didn't raise us to borrow stuff from people. She didn't even like us. to. We used to get whippings for loaning stuff out. She just didn't play that, you know, and I thank God that Sasha Valentino, my gay mother, God rest her soul, that's how she brought us up. She brought, honey, you don't do pads borrowing nobody else's shit. You get your own shit, honey. You don't go out there and wear nobody else's shit. You get your own shit. That's how she used mm-hmm. to talk to us. And I, in mm-hmm. my drag career, I've had to borrow something three times. Once my luggage got lost coming to Westland, Taji Mon saved my life for the opening. I borrowed Alexis Gabrielle Sheraton's foxtails for the opening for Westland, and I borrowed some earrings from Akasha because my earring broke, some black earrings. Three things I've borrowed, and I can honestly admit that. But if I did not have to, Trust me, I would not have done and, that. And, and you know what, Cheyenne? I think things like that are okay. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and even with Tanisha, you know, and I get it. Like, I would rather just have, very much have my own, especially if I spent my money and I yes. have it. But sometimes things happen. And, hey, girl, you know, let me borrow this. And that's fine, you know. But I think where the frustration comes in from not only what my child was saying, but what I've always heard is that you're just getting up there and you're winning in other people's stuff. Now, yes, granted, you may have the showmanship, you may have the style, the per- you may, may have all of that, but someone put you in that. And then now that you have to go out and, and get your own stuff, some people don't even know how to do that. You know, they're, they're looking for someone else to, to kind of put them in or be the puppet. 
Um, I want to go back really quickly to um, and 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 this person is texting or or saying some more things or whatever. Um, but Tariko, he he said something in regards to um, the topic where we talked about um, a newcomers. I guess what what Briani was speaking about and how people are going to call you newcomers and this that, and the other. Um, but he was like, you know, he's really enjoying the topic so much tonight. He was like, because that's how they looked at him and Kyla um, during like the NBU reign or whatever. And he was like, he said NBU taught. He said, "If you taught our ass, um, he said we couldn't let up, not one bit." He said, "But um, they, he said they sure called us newcomers <laughs> when we first won, and you know, and that just goes back to what me, Tanisha was saying, and I was saying like you have to go in there, and Neil, I think all of us said that you have to just go in there and you got to show them, you know, and you got to realize that you're coming in being a newcomer for whatever this national title is, and you are people are already looking at you, not just the owners and the, and the formers." But the, the audience as well, the spectators, the people that, you know, time and time again have come back to this pageant. So you, so you have some big shoes to fill regardless. doesn't have anything to do with who came before you as far as, like, who gave uh-huh. the pageant up to you. It's just that you got some huge shoes to fill, period, because you're open right. to a system that's been around for 20, 25, 37, 40 years. You know, so you already should, and that goes to the mental process of it. You have to be mentally prepared for all, mm-hmm. all of what's going to come throughout that reign. Very true. And I don't think you and should be competing for these prestigious pageants and not not having a plan or having an impact during the reign or or the win. Mm-hmm. So if you try to come in and just not be have a voice throughout your reign, why even go through the through the half of, and headache of spending all this money? Who wants to be mediocre, bitch? You need to be trying to stand out. You can be mentally prepared. You you can be mentally prepared to reign, but also during your reign, that can unwind as well. You know, you have, <laughs> you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared to reign all the way through. It's just like a lot of people don't know that when they this little learning lesson for you all out there listening, you can be a person's power of attorney. But if you don't sign and read that little part that says you're not the person's power of attorney after death, it's null and mm. void. So it yeah. goes back to what I'm saying. You can be mentally prepared to reign, but, honey, if you're not mentally prepared for what's to come after and during that reign, that's mm-hmm. when the problem falls in. Right. Uh, and and it go and it goes also and I'll take a call in just a second. So Erico two two eight, get ready. Um and it also goes um back to planning that we spoke about Tanisha spoke about and I I know I spoke about last the last show, it's just having a plan and you know, don't be afraid newcomers and, and promoters too. I mean I'm saying newcomers, I'm sorry, title holders. this has nothing to do with newcomers, this is anybody that competes and, and wins pageants. But also promoters too. Don't be afraid to sit down, especially when you're going for something that you truly, really want to be a part of. So if this is your dream, this is your desire, you already have a plan. Because trust me, um, in my career, I had to have a 30, 60, 90-day plan for every position that I entered into each time that I got a promotion. So you should have a 30, 60, 90-day plan, what you see for yourself in your reign, and you should also sit down. It doesn't hurt to sit down when you're having that conversation with your promoter and you're going through that contract and they say what they need to say and you read that black and white and you sign in or whatever. There's nothing wrong with sitting down and saying, this is my plan. How can we fuse my plan and your plan together to make it an awesome reign and not let the conversation stop there, but let the conversation build throughout your reign. Don't just sign a paper uh-huh. and just think somebody's going to teach you all the way through because I'm telling you, a lot of these systems are not. 
They're not going. They're just not going. Especially when you're national, a lot of them already think or expect you to be of a certain caliber and know how things should go. Especially when you competed and reigned for systems previously. Yeah, you may have different owners and different personalities, but you should you should know how to operate or bend throughout your reign to to suit that particular system. But at the same time, have have a plan when you go when you go into that conference room or wherever you sign in your contract. Have a plan, and in, in the event you don't have everything right then and there to discuss with your promoter, you know, take it back at a later time. And promoters, be willing to accept it because just like you have to, um, you're you're giving this constructive criticism and this feedback for this title holder, you know. Um, you have to be willing to accept the constructive criticism and the feedback from them as well because both of you are, are, are learning from each other, are breathing from one another, and what you learn, what you didn't learn in this person's reign, you may damn sure learn in this particular reign. And it's helping you to exactly. be a better promoter. It's right. helping you better and, and, don't, and, don't, and don't be afraid. And that's, a, that's a really good point. And even if you are one of the promoters who have had this pageant for all these years and you may have one of these newcomers or someone who is not so visible, don't be afraid to admit, okay, well, this is new for both of us. You know what I'm saying? We can learn something together and to make this rain good. Don't be so set on what the queen, the last queen, or what you think. Just be able to work together because some promoters be always already have a Agenda said, oh, well, this was this what I need her to do because this was so-and-so did. No, baby, it's a new year. It's a new queen, okay? you, it's a new, Have some new, yeah, have, try to learn something new. Do some different stuff because this, this child might have better ideas than the last queen. Yeah. Or this child might go more places than the last queen. She so may, be she, open she, she, to she improvement. She may know more people. Hmm. And you know, <laughs> go ahead, Neil. If I... As an educator, I believe everything is a teachable moment. And, and every day or every year when you get a new king, queen, it's a learning experience. And I believe oh, that's yeah. when the real magic happens. When someone thoughts or feels that they can't learn anything or they can't be taught anything, that's when systems die. That's when systems that's right. um, mm-hmm. go away because you feel that you can't learn anything. And, I, and just, as, just as an educator, I feel everything every day is a teachable moment. Everything is a teachable moment. Like even when I make mistakes, I'm like, what can I learn from this mistake? Right. So, uh, and and going back, none to of. The, oh, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead, Neil. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you can finish. You can go. Are you sure? <laughs> okay. Well, go ahead, Neil. Like, when we're going back to Tariko's comment, yeah. Um, uh-huh. If people say that he or Tyler were newcomers or whatever they're writing. Like I learned from them throughout their reign. Like Tariko, Kyla, I saw growth in them. Kyla more so than anyone. She's I saw so much resilience in her and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ability to grow through her reign and endure a lot through her reign. So it's just a lot of things that even when you don't think anyone's looking at you or learning from you, people are still watching you. So yeah, I just my hat was off to Tariqa and Kyla. Like they might have hair or they were newcomers, but by the end of their reign, they were like almost like America's sweetheart. Yeah, they they were for and, and they, they've been a force to be reckoned with ever since then. You know, 
And I'm and I am I'm honored to be a part of that dynamic duo. Thank you. Thank you, You're so crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and accept the call from Erico two two eight on last four is five 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 one. And Tariko says he's just living over here. So we're glad that you are enjoying. I'm sure everybody else um is, is enjoying the conversation. Daryl Jackson, I see you in the chat room. Do you have any questions or comments? You have everything yes. to say. Yeah, we calling you out, Daryl Jackson. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and um bring on two two eight five 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 one. You are now on the line with Tanisha, Cheyenne, Neil, and Micah. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please? Um, good evening. It's Suki again. How are y'all doing tonight? Hi, Suki Ganash. We're good. How are you? Hello. Hi. 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 What is it? One of the things that stood out to me um, as I was speaking when you were talking about, and it came back to borrowing things, one of the things that my my drag mother told me um, is when you wear your own things, the wind a lot different for you. And I've I've been doing drag for four years, and I never understood what that meant. I've not won a lot. I probably won maybe three titles. But um, I understood what that meant. Um, after I won Miss Unlimited Newcomer, uh, a national, I went in, I took a dresser, I painted myself, I did my own updo, um, I wore all of my own belongings, I drove myself, I funded myself, um, all but entry And I never understood what that meant until I actually won that. And um, mm. that right there. The win is a lot, so you said the win is me. a lot different when you, you said the win is a when, lot when different. You, when when you win in your own stuff, <laughs> it, it really is. It, yeah, yeah, it really, I can believe really, it. Really is, and I, I because I, I won a pageant once, and I wore an evening gown of my aunt's, you know, and you know, okay, whatever, you know. Uh, I got on, I and I didn't really get much from, you know, that win, but that moment was so much different for me, uh, just because mm-hmm. I felt like I achieved something on my own. And um, quite frankly, too, living in Indianapolis, we don't have uh, big girls my size that are competing, and I don't have, you know, the option to borrow like that. So I find that quite strange. But I do find that, like, there's a couple of pageantry gals that I have seen on every pageantry circuit, every system. (laughs) And the crazy thing about it is in the same year, and I find myself flabbergasted about it that, that continues to happen, and I'm sure we're going to see one of them again this year. That's all I had to say. I'm kind of doing my homework, but like I really, oh, really well, appreciate y'all. Well, well no, and, and you made a valid point. You know, I'm sure the win is a lot different, and you know, I just tell people, you know, like I always try to, even in pageantry, I always try to relate things to 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 life. You know, and when you are able, like it's it's, it's different when. When you get your first car, not necessarily your first car, your first car, but when you're driving your mama and your daddy's car in high school, first part of college, you know that's not your car. That's their car. That's their response. That, that's really their responsibility. You know, it's not really. Are you responsible for as a teenager or as a you know in in college? All you think about is just putting gas in the car. You know, that's all you think about. You know, I'm putting the gas in the car. I'm going where I'm going. But then when you actually get your own car, have to pay your own note, even if you have a note or not. You're not responsible for that. So everything just feels a lot different. You know, you're more responsible for your stuff because it is your stuff. It's your shit. You know what I'm saying? So I totally get that whole the win is a lot different 
um, when it's yours, you know, versus somebody else's. So thank you so very much uh, again, Silky, for supporting us and calling in. No problem. Thank you. Bye, Silky. Okay. Um, they, they said a friend has a question, so I'm going to um, – Daryl said he didn't have a question in the chat room. He said he doesn't have a question, but he has a friend that does, and the friend actually pressed one, so I'm going to bring them on. Um, Erico816, I tried to bring you on last time, and you dropped off, um, which ended up making me go to Teresa. So, again, Erico816, last four is 8008. And are you guys enjoying the conversation, um, Tanisha, Cheyenne, Neil, enjoying the conversation? Yeah. Most definitely. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So 816-8008, you are now on the line with Cheyenne, Neil, Tanisha, as well as myself, Micah. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, your question, comment, or topic, please? Eric code 816. Eric code 816, you are playing with me tonight. <laughs> so let me go to, oh, God, who is this? 804. 804. I believe that's Virginia. 804, last four, 4273. I'm bringing you on. All right, 804, 4273. You are now on the line with Tanisha, Cheyenne, Neil, and Micah. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, or topic, please? Hello, everyone. This is Zakia from Richmond, Virginia, the owner and CEO of Nation's Pageantry System. Hi, Zakia Jamasie. How are y'all doing? I just wanted to comment on the newcomer thing, and I wanted to say, Micah, this is an awesome platform that you have to be able to educate the community, and um, thank you for inviting me to listen tonight, and I'm sorry that it's taken me so long, but um, as far as the newcomers, um, we at Nations, we didn't have, when I first started Nations, we didn't have a newcomer system because um, when you were talking about the veteran newcomers, I had, like, issues with the girls just constantly staying within the newcomer realm and not moving on to um, better their, themselves in their craft. So um, I, I kept thinking about it. I kept thinking about it. And when we started our Duke and Duchess division, um, we started that division to inspire newcomers to step out of the box during their reign. Um, we've mm-hmm. done a lot of things um, with newcomers this within the last couple of years. We do a red workshop where we try to educate the newcomers on um, the business of drag, um, the art of on-stage performance, makeup, also teaching them community service skills, um, so many different things that we try to implement within the system to build the newcomers up. So I, I think that it is our jobs as veteran entertainers, as promoters, encourage these newcomers when we have them under our realm and also make sure that our formers treat them with respect and kindness and courtesy so that they do feel empowered to grow and to do better in the system. So I just want to say thank you for the platform and I'm enjoying the conversation. You're welcome. And Zakia, I want to say thank, I want to say thank you so very much, not only for listening, because I definitely appreciate that, but I also want to um, uh, give you a big kudos just for what you just said, what you're doing. It's one thing to have newcomer patents or a newcomer medium and it just be that and they're not teaching. And it goes back to the conversation that we had last week 
where Albion came on and said, you know, newcomers going from pageant to pageant to pageant, but they're never learning anything. So I love and I appreciate the fact that yourself, along with Westland, I know, and Renaissance and Junior, you know, those are the sisters that I know are actually, and I'm sure there's many more out there, that are implementing something throughout the ring to, to teach the um to, to teach the newcomer to help cultivate their brand to help market themselves to do community service work so i appreciate you for coming on i appreciate you for saying that what and really exposing everyone who may not know about um nations and duke and duchess because hey it's a path that you can go and do you know and learn a little bit more about um about the art form and outside of the art form off stage as well so again thank you so much zakia and i'll see you soon thank you thank you all right, so um, Daryl Jackson had a question, but I'm gonna move on. Um, I'm gonna move on really quickly. Um, let's see which one that I want to talk about because we talked about a, a lot of different things that um, I was going to uh, talk about. Okay, so what in your guys in you guys' opinion, what makes a system national? In your opinion. Glory. What what makes the system national? So, I uh, um, do. I do. You guys know what you want to say? Because <laughs> I have something I want to say so bad. But what? 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 Okay. I'm, so, what, what? What do you feel? You know, there's so many systems out there that people say, um, "Oh, I'm national. I'm national. This. I'm national. That. Or whatever." And I always have this thing the saying of, you know, you're not national unless you're nationally known. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be about you being attached to a system because I believe if you go out and you promote yourself in different areas and, and not just in the southeast region or not just in the northeast region or not in the Midwest, but, you you know, people know who you are everywhere. And you can just be doing that now via social media. You can reach so many people just by just by being a constant figure um, and a consistent oh, figure yes. on social media. Um, Definitely. That's but, but you know, when we get to these national walks and, you know, um, people saying they're national, and that's why we, I know Black America, we changed it from saying national. We're, we're a walk of recognition now. We're recognizing exactly. regional and, you know, national. But um, what, what, just what is, what do you think should be considered a national pageant? Not necessarily a system, but just what, what is the makeup or what should be the makeup, in your opinion, of a national pageant? A pageant that represents itself nationally with respect, a pageant that has you traveling around nationally, mm-hmm. a pageant where you are paid and compensated for your time and your travels and your contractual agreements, a pageant that abides by the contractual mm-hmm. agreements. That's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. important. You have to abide yeah. by the contractual agreement, first of all. If you're expecting me to abide and represent myself nationally, I need you to represent yourself on paper and outside nationally as well. So all of that is very important. To me, that's a national system, one that respects itself as a national. Mm, I love that. Good. Very good. I like that, too. Okay. I'm I, I'm still on the fence because it's a lot of pageants that are national and I ain't buying it. So I I, I need to be educated on this. So I, I don't really have any. So so this is a teachable moment for for Tanisha Imar. This, this is a teachable moment. Yes, this is a teachable moment for me because there is so many pageants, but I do I do know that 
it is a few nationals out there. Not as many that are calling themselves national, but there are a few that that do what Cheyenne said. Right. Neil, right. can you give? Can you tell me what what a national pageant what what it should be? Neil, hello. <laughs> Did we lose Neil? Neil. Oh, can you hear me? Can you yes, hear me? we can hear you. Yeah. Oh, I think it's subjective to whoever you're talking to at the moment because it's so many variations to the word national. So, I mean, some okay, people would so, think longevity. Some, uh, some people would think longevity makes it national. Some people would think the type of formers that you have make it um, national. Some people would think the amount of bookings and prelims throughout the year makes it national. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think there's a lot of variations to the word national. I okay. myself, I, I just look at a, I look at a few systems as national systems, and I don't even look at them because they have prelims. Because for me personally, some national systems don't have prelims, or they might have had prelims, but they don't have as many. But it's still nationally known. A system that has that's nationally known, that has um, formers from all over the nation, not just from Florida, not just from mm-hmm. a certain region. I look at that as national. A pageant where when it's time for that pageant to come around, people from all over come to compete for that pageant. Even if it's only eight contestants or whatever, but you have you might have somebody from California compete or New York or Ohio compete. It's just a national pageant. Um, okay. I don't know. What, what what do you okay? So with you saying it being subjective, because that's very true. I may say it's one thing, or I and that's why I say your opinion, your feeling. I may say one thing, uh, Cheyenne may say another, you know, and someone who's listening, you know, may say something else, you know. So something that and people remember CarrieFairfield dot com years ago. Um, I was very big on that, and you know, kind of I guess that's well, I know that's how people started calling me, you know, Diane Star of a Drag and all this kind of stuff because I was very informed and I wanted and I was a sponge really then. I was trying to soak up everything. And then for me, I'm a person that's saying like, okay, y'all have given me all of this. Now, why is this that way? Why is that? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? That's, how, that's the type of person that I was because I just wanted to know. So uh, the question was posed, I know, I started on KFSL like 2004. So at least 10, 11 years ago, you know, they asked the question, what is national? So then I remember um, people coming on. It was Bob Taylor. It was Neandre. It was, oh, Danny. It was a lot of people coming on. And I remember them talking about, well, do you think that we should create a board, a board that basically not only deems a, a system national, but is holding the national system to the certain requirements or standards. Yeah. The standard, right, holding them to the standard of being national. So then I, I remember the conversation of, of it being like, okay, so a, a, a national competition should at least have five. This is in my in my mind, right? So a national competition they should have should have at least five preliminaries each year, or the contest is consistently visible and produced within the LGBT community for uh, five well, for five to ten plus years. The prize package mm-hmm. is twelve hundred dollars or more. Um, and they have Ooh, an average. Stop right now. Say that again. For nationals? For, uh, they need to have at least a prize. Baby, it's people calling themselves natural, uh, national giving $500. So I'm going to say at least $1,200. <laughs> at least $1,200 or more. 
Can you just take that to uh, 15? Can we just do 15? Because you say a national, right? 15, national. okay, so 1500 At least 15 yeah. Okay, so a price package of $1,500 or more. You got your bookings and all that kind of great stuff. And you actually have, you try to keep an average consistent number of 25 contestants year over year. And that's just the start of it. So do you guys think that there should be a national board that is produced? I mean, this is a conversation that has happened so many. I mean, it, it comes up every few years. Um, I, it came on Facebook uh, but, about two years ago. But then you get mm-hmm. right back into the then you get right back into the conversation and conflict of well, what's mm-hmm. national to you? Oh, this is national mm-hmm. to me. Well, this mm-hmm. is national. Yeah, who, you know, so who who, who is on the board? Those are the things, Tanisha, that, that that is what became a roadblock as to why people say, well, you know what, never mind, because then it becomes a conflict of how do you create the board members? Who's who's to say right. this, that, and other? So, but I, but I got the logic behind it, you know what I'm saying? Because I felt right. like right. a lot of us felt like it was just so many pop-up pageants that are calling themselves national. Well, and I think right. First of all, if, well, I want to say this real. I'm sorry, Neil. Let me just say this really quick. If you're considering yourself national, mm-hmm. and this is just a little word of advice to people, because mm-hmm. a lot of these people, a lot of these contestants can be really dirty, and formers can be really dirty if you treat them wrong. First of all, if you call yourself national, regional, whatever, get your pageant's name copywritten, first of all. Yeah. Because yeah. a girl like me, can easily come and snatch your name up, and you'll never be able to use it again. And that's so happened that's the before. First thing you need to do. <laughs> my mama, my mama, just definitely yeah. had to get for that. <laughs> so you have to. So if you're calling yourself <laughs> national, it's just like a girl that's running in a big national pageant, like Miss Continental or Miss Gay U.S. of A. Sweetie, if you don't even have a passport before paying your entry before competing, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be running in that pageant. You have mm-hmm. to be able to travel nationally and internationally. Mm-hmm. You have to be prepared as well as those. So it's a two-way street. The, the contest needs to represent themselves professionally on a national level, and so does the contestants. I think it definitely has to be respected. Yeah. It's a lot. Of, yeah. I, um, it's a lot of – it's really a lot of pageants, but you – but not to not, it's a lot of people, new people who are trying to start their national, trying to start new pages to make them national, and they have the right idea. And what happens is when they're trying to reach out to get help, you know, from the other nationals, you can't get that support because they stuck in their ways and they think they know it all. But it is some new promoters and owners who are trying to push and trying to push their they way to the national circuit and the national level. But there's so, still some that go ahead. So so what about oh, this no, is something I, I don't I know think I, with national with national, I think a lot of people might think of longevity and thinking, oh, if, if this person's been a part of the group for so long, then this person can sit at the table with us. However, if you just can created your pageant the last two years, you can't quite sit at the table with us yet. You're not going to be on our level yet. And I do think it's like, I see promoters that's out there and they're like doing really good things. I like um, Snickers uh, with what he's doing with his pageant. I mean, he does a lot of good things, but 
other promoters might not be as willing to accept certain people because of they haven't put their time into the business or whatever. So if you have Black and that's not fair. Has had, right. sure Black America has been around for 30-some years. Um, Continent's been around 30-some years. This has been around 30, 40 years, 20-some years. So those people get the – they're, like, at the top of the list. Everybody else is secondary, and we might look at you. We might not look at you. And you, but you're not, you definitely not on our level, though. So, so, so what? A, this is something that I that's debatable. Up, this is something that I, that I brought up to. Yeah. Um, this is something that I brought up to. I don't think it was Neil. It may have been Dante as we were having a conversation because after our call, after our talk or whatever on the show, me and him talked for about two hours, and we were just talking about a lot of stuff, pageantry and stuff like that. And it was something that, and it goes back to what Tanisha was saying just a minute ago, but. Um, and this is something, just fly by night, this is something I was thinking about or whatever because I'm always thinking and I'm always observing. But it's just like every promoter of like these new companies, not new companies, I'm sorry, these new pop-up pageants or whatever, you know, every promoter has has looked at national systems like NBU, uh, Continental, NBA, Miss Florida, USA Bay, Miss National, EOI, even All-American Goddess. There's always people that are looking at these um, contests and they're saying, Dang, like I would love for my pageant to reach that that level, or I'm going to pattern my my pageant after this particular national. So, but what we have seen over the years is that they start these pageants, and then what they don't take into consideration is that year after year after year, your somebody got something going on in the background. Mute your phone, please. Um, and year after year after year, your system grows, and as your system is growing, what happens now? I got to pay formers to come back, or I got to give them a little booking fee. I got to put them up, and your system just continues to grow, and now it's like I don't really have enough money to go around, and who's to say I'm going to have the biggest turnout? So I say all of that to say not everybody is really going to be able to have a long-lasting 10, 15, 20, 30-year stint. It's not not going to happen for everybody. So my thing is why not, if you pattern yourself after, and I'm really speaking to my black community, but – why not, if you pattern yourself after the NBAs, the NBUs, the Renaissances, and all, and all those type of things, and you have re- much respect for them, why not jump into being a preliminary promoter for them? Because what we see right now is that we have national competitions with little to no prelims. When 10 years, 15 years ago, they, they were having 8 and 10 and 12 prelims a year to where they had their kings and their queens traveling and doing things now, it's not lucrative anymore. Now it's oh, I'm 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 this particular national system, but that's all that I, I'm just it for the name. I'm not really working. I'm not really doing much of anything. So my thing is, why not you guys that are aspiring to even these people, these new people that are thinking about building a system? What about just building a preliminary to the pageant that you have the most respect for, so you can start off with a guideline? You already have your project. But guess what? That goes that goes back to what Neil's saying. You can't sit with us. Sometimes some of them people are so big headed and stuck in their ways, they ain't trying to get get no new blood in. They think they got to figure it out. And and that and that's the reason for the conversation tonight is that we can't keep making excuses for them, and we can't keep saying they. It it, it comes a point where we have to start making the change, and so I am challenging these promoters and these owners to open your ears. 
to be to 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 allow the you know the constructive criticism to come in because as you see the systems are failing in our community. We're not we're, we're not getting the numbers that that we're you know that we've been getting, and so we have to be able what? to as owners and promoters hold on as owners and promoters to say okay, if you want to come in, let's sit down and let's work together and. Why am I going to turn somebody away that's going to help my system flourish back to what it was 10 years ago or, or 20 years ago? Why, why would I turn you away? And so for those promoters that are doing that and, and that had that mindset, you may not need to sit on a board. You may not need to be the CEO, the COO, or any type of director if you're going to have that t- particular mindset because you're crippling your system. Well, I think a, a few dynamics have changed with promoters and prelims, um, inconsistency in rules might have deterred some people from wanting to do prelims. If you have a system, you say um, you have to do a prelim and do a pageant, but then you allow people who don't do prelims to do pageants, that might deter people who have prelims who only have one and two contestants or two or three contestants. Like, okay, there's no use of doing a prelim because people are going to the national pageant without doing freedom, so they're not making money off of it. Or maybe the people that were doing freedom, they were doing extracurricular activities to come up with the funds to do these freedoms, and now they don't do those things anymore, so they don't have the money to contribute to somebody else's dream. But now we have to and make instead, it easier. Instead of... Go ahead. What's the... I was saying, instead of contributing to somebody else's dream, they might create their own pageant, like platinum. Like platinum. I remember when, when Darinisha pageant used to be a prelim to Ebony, and yeah. she took it from being a prelim to Ebony to making it her own pageant. Because if you, why invest in somebody else's dream when you can just invest in your own dream? Yeah, and and I and I totally get that. So now we have to we have to turn things around. You know what I'm saying? So we of course we can't live in the past. And again, this is the the, the reason why I had to show because we can we we're gonna spit out the issues and the concerns, and we got more that we can that we will talk about. May not be next week, but we'll bring we'll bring it back. And I want some of these promoters and these owners to jump on this line because the promoters and the owners are quiet. The owners and promoters are not speaking, but then you are expecting. So you can't so mm-hmm. so you can't expect when you're not speaking. You know you're not you're not being a voice mm-hmm. to the community. You know what I'm saying? So I, I want us to continue to have this conversation and have this dialogue because you know I when I speak and and even Tariqa was like you preaching and I was like well you know that I am passionate. I'm passionate about this and I've been a part of this community for the last 15 years. But I, for no one and I'll say it on air. This is going to be my last year a part of anything because I'm so sick of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm sick of it because it's not fun anymore, and nobody want, don't want to listen. Nobody don't want to help. Nobody don't want to work hand in hand. But then here we are saying, "Oh, community," and "Oh, let's do this." Mm. But sometimes we got sometimes we have to reach on, reach back into our own neighborhood and our own household and reconstruct what has you know what has become a mess, what has become explosive. And sometimes you have and to stop start, playing the victim. And stop right. playing the victim. You have to, sometimes you have to go back and look at the root cause. And I'm not attacking anybody in any system. I'm speaking as a spectator, as a judge, as a director, as somebody who loves it. You know, everybody has to. And hopefully 2016 is the year for that. That's the reason why I had the conversation. But we're gonna, we have to get on one accord and not necessarily systems be in competition with one another. You know, but love on each other, appreciate and respect each other, and tr- everybody try to move 
you know, in a in a positive direction. Because if not, then let's just say to hell with it and give it up. Because it's not worth That's it. That's what anymore. I say. It's it's a it's 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 always room for improvement, especially when it's obvious that it's dying or it's failing or it's nothing really there anymore. The drive you you don't see it like you used to because the people that are feeling they're not they're not getting the love. They don't feel like they want to be bothered anymore. Either it's somebody who was somebody on the board or you're not feeling welcomed. They're not contestants friendly. People are not trying to make the contestants feel welcome after they spend eight thousand dollars. You got these horrible venues. Then you feel like you can already see well, I ain't gonna make no money off this ring. But yeah, it's a lot of stuff that need to be I'm just saying it's a lot of stuff yeah, that needs true. to be put in yeah. You know, you they, it's obvious. Okay, well, child ain't no gig, she ain't no bookings here, so that's why you got pageant hoppers and newcomer vets and they ain't shit over on this side. So it definitely needs to be something that to be done. Bringing it back, it's a uh, full circle. Uh, uh, Cheyenne, mm. you want to say anything? <laughs> so I'm so I'm saying all that, and saying all that, um, Tanisha with the promoters and the friendliness. So let's go. These from these national systems that you went from having freelance to having no freelance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what's the problem with those systems or is it like, what's the solution to get those systems to freelance or maybe we are moving into a different time where, okay, freelance might not be the best avenue. So mm. how do we attract contestants? Right. Yeah, especially black pageantry, because we went from NBA or NBU or whatever pageant having 10, 15 prelims to having no prelims. Yeah. So how do we attract and, suggestions? Oh, mm, that's mm, mm. what is this goes? What is the purpose of a prelim? What happens what, once you win the prelim? Is is the prelim? Is it beneficial to win the prelim? That that might have to do with it as well. You you right. Why 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 do I need to get ready for this prelim when ain't I ain't nothing gonna benefit from me? What they gonna do? Pay my entry fee? I I see. I get ready for the pageant. So maybe maybe the guidelines, the prelim preliminaries need to change. You know. Yeah. Was was. And, and that's what I was gonna try to say when um, Neil was speaking, but you know I went ahead and let let him speak. Was that I think it's. We have to make it easier for our promoters to come to, to come on, you know, and not saying if it's a if it's a I'm just saying it as an example, five hundred dollar franchise fee or prelim fee, whatever they call it, you know. Let's say, well, maybe the first two years we're not going to charge you that, you know, um, and then and then also with the promoter sitting down and saying, okay, well, how can we attract? these contestants to come and compete because, like you said, I got to get ready for this package and then I got to sit around and get ready for the national package. So I'm mm-hmm. going to skip the premium. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do we do? Maybe maybe it's um, the promoter, if can, or maybe the promoter can solicit somebody and say, hey, well, we have a promoter want to come on board. Boom, we got him. Um, he can put up $600 for, 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 the, for, the, for the winner. Let's can we get somebody else to maybe put in another two or three hundred dollars so that so that winner right. is going to have you know right. so, so they attract you got to attract them you you got to attract them I think you know I think ahead, you, like this is like USA and Continental they make their promoters feel like 
they are truly the lifeline of the system. Yeah, and they they, they have luncheons. They do. They yeah. bring them on stage. They really make their promoters feel appreciated. Definitely. So when you do that, it makes people like people want to feel appreciated. Whatever they're doing in their daily life and their pageant life, they That's want to right. feel appreciated. So if people feel like they are not appreciated, then people are going they're to not want to be bothered. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I love that about Continental USA. They really put them on the pedestal their promoters. Yeah. And I think yeah. sometimes we kind of take it for granted, like, oh, child, we're the chief, so you should want to be a part of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, lo- I loved what Tiffany Hunter did, you know, with me, because before I had even moved to, to the New York area or whatever, you know, I was thinking, like, eventually one day I want to have a prelim to Continental. So I got a venue. Venue was going to be free in D.C., you know, and so I had a venue or whatever, and she was so, like, she just said, whatever we need to do to make it easy for you to have the prelim, we're good. You know, um, I will find the cheapest flight so you can put us on. You know, me and Michael will stay in a hotel together. We won't be separate. You know, we'll pay our baggage fees. We'll do whatever we need to do to make sure that this prelim preliminary can happen. And this is not something she was just telling me. She was telling everybody that was wanting to be a part. And so those are the type of things that have to happen with our title holders in our community and our promoters you, and our owners and stuff. You just got to be willing to bend a little bit, you know, especially in this day and age. You got to bend a little bit, and you got to be willing to go out in the trenches and really have a voice and not just look pretty and handsome on stage and collect some So comments. what happens, so go what ahead, happens Michael, when, you, when, you, when you are that representative and you bend mm-hmm. and you put yourself on the line and you put yourself out there to do whatever it is, when you have these bookings to go to and you not – when your promoter is – contractually supposed to pay for it, but you assist them in paying for it. You know what happens then and you're and then you're still not respected in the manner that you should be when you've done the things or are trying to attempt to do the things that Tiffany Hunter has done or is doing. You know, it, it goes back to that. So like you said, the promoters and owners have to be willing That's right. to be open to work with Every, we're not going to have the same type of personality. It yeah, be born it's not, not going to happen, right? <laughs> right it's right. not going to happen. But, we have to, we have to learn each other. It's a learning that, process. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. It's a learning process. We have to get to know one another. You know, and it's really sad and unfortunate when you have those instances where you have those promoters and the, and the representative where the representative might be doing this but the promoter because, as Neil said last week, everybody takes the lead of the most popular person or the person that they want to be involved with. They take the lead with them and just say, hey, the hell with the representative, and they believe everything they hear from those national promoters. And 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 I and I and I'm gonna say this because we, we only have four minutes left, and I said the, the conversation continues to get so so good, and I think it's a lot of you guys. It's like um, I know live I can only accept up to like 50, so I think it's like uh, was it 42, um, and people have been jumping in and out, so I really appreciate that. Um, but I want to say this, Cheyenne. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave with this, and we're gonna have our closing in reference to what you said. When things don't go. That way, and this is going to open up to whenever, whenever we start again, whenever we do it again, this is going to open up a whole can of worms. But when you, when you are met with confrontation and you're, or you're met in circumstances such as what you explained, 
and things are not really going the way that you had anticipated or expected, it is then time for you as a title holder, anyone out there, to, if you're being held accountable, they need to be held accountable. If they're not being held accountable, just as though they don't have a, don't, don't have an issue of dethroning you or saying goodbye, you know, we'll see you later, it's okay in this day and age to give titles back. Because let me tell you, uh. there's been girls in the past that have given titles back, and you think, oh, it's going to hurt my brand, it's going to target me, whatever. Trust me, we see it, the people see it, we know what's going on, even when you think we don't know what's going on. So don't think that the people are going to harp on you and, and speak negatively about you, because if we know who you are, we know your character, we know how respect, respectful of a person you are, and we know that you're about your business, but you're being dealt the wrong cards, and you, you've been met with confrontation, I don't know who's going to continue to stay on a job that they feel unappreciated. But I'm going to leave it right there. I thank you so very much to everyone. I'm going to play, I'm going to play the closing of our call. Please listen. Um, and congrats to anyone that has won. I think uh, somebody won a pageant um, someday. I mean, yesterday, the day before, all that. Congratulations to everybody. I can't think of everybody. And, um, yeah. Michelle so, won a pageant yesterday. Yeah, Michelle. Michelle and Antoine. Hi, my <laughs> Who else won? Um, and my Antoine and my contestant won her little pretty little Houston class. Poison I, Poison Alexander Dior. Sure did. Congratulations to you. All right. So um, hold the line for me, guys. I want to put you on mute. Love Everybody you, that's Jamel listening. <laughs> Everybody that's listening, just hold. Well, everyone, that's actually it for tonight's show. My, oh, my, how fast the night goes by, especially when talking about things that interest us, plague us, can destroy us, and also uplift us. Thank you again to everyone that took part in tonight's conversation, including my lovely panel. I really appreciate all of you so, so very much. I want to give a quick shout-out to Snickers, a.k.a. John Brooks. Um, He's actually having his fifth annual Peach State Newcomer Pageant on this weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. So congratulations and wish you the very best on this weekend. And before we go, I must give you a quote of the week as always. And this one is very short, sweet, and to the point. When you know better, you do better. Again, when you know better, you do better. Until next time, everyone be blessed.